0: From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, glad to be back with you. And I think we have a lively discussion on tap for everyone right now.
1: Um, Always great to be here with you, Steve. Uh, Love talking uh, programming here.
0: So. In our last episode, if we can do a little bit of a bridge, we James was kind enough to enlighten us a bit on the world of IT, and um, toward the end he touched on something that may strike a chord with people, and I thought that it would be good, and we 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 wanted to elaborate on this a bit, uh, and that's the idea of operating system updates. And, and this is probably something that makes people shudder a little bit, uh, whether you're up, updating your computer, whether you're updating your control system, whether you're updating your devices, they always make people nervous. And why is that? Because it's change. And uh, if you go by the adage that if, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it, um, you're, uh, you know, that that's what a lot of people do when it comes to things like this, especially when you have, um, AV systems that have been working for a long time and, and that they, they really are, uh, on their own and, and they, they, they are, aren't necessarily something that gets looked at or, or revisited often. So James, uh, after that long, um, opening, uh, what. what is your take and what what are some reasons why somebody would go and update the operating system for for any type of device um
1: really i i think the biggest thing we gotta worry about with updating is normally it's updated for a reason people do not go out there and just update the operating system just for the fun um normally there's a security vulnerability there's some kind of bug in their underlining system out there that they're fixing. So think about it as programmers. If you had a bug in your AV program, are you going to leave it there? Or are you going to go out and fix it? You're mostly going to go out and fix it. Just like our operating systems, our manufacturers, they're going to fix any bugs or security issues they come across. I know a lot of people are getting worrisome because they might get a update and it doesn't mention what they're updating. But think about this. What if I say, okay, we're going to, we need to patch, you know, our, you know, let's go with this uh, TVs. All right. And because anyone running version 1.1, there's a backdoor code on that. A hacker, all they have to do is game for any devices, run 1.1. Now we just gave them the key to the kingdom because people haven't upgraded yet. So that's why your release notes aren't going to tell you everything they're fixing because they're not going to get the keys out to the hackers and the people out there trying to do malicious stuff.
0: That, that's such a good point. And sometimes you forget about that. And, and it's, it's always been thought of that when a, a an operating system or a firmware needs to be updated it's because something should have been working in the beginning and they're kind of it it came out that it wasn't fully baked and and they're fixing it as they go and and you know that that may have been the case at some times but but as you mentioned there's vulnerabilities that are really a serious thing and sometimes those vulnerabilities don't get exposed until somebody tries to 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 uh, um, either hack into them or exploit them and uh, and, and and these are serious these are serious matters, especially for products on on a, a network. Um, there, there's also some features that can be added and and I think, uh, I know that I've talked about this and I think that you and I have talked about this on one podcast or another where uh, why not have a device that you're going to be able to improve and, and also expand its capabilities? Why, why be limited to it only doing what it did in the past where you're not actually paying to make it better or have more features? So, Part of the, the 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 cell should be that you're you're actually getting more by by updating firmware and, and operating systems.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because you you're getting features from it, uh, features you may use, or features you may not use, but you are getting, in terms of budgeting wise, uh, more bang for your buck.
0: So so if we if we kind of turn this from the other angle. Um, I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably <laughs> gritting their teeth right now and, and saying that we're wrong and, and um, feel, feeling very frustrated. So, so what are some of the reasons why you would not and why it would be a, uh, either a risk or, or it would be um, uh, less, less um, advantageous to, to, to do certain updates?
1: Um, The biggest concern you got to be mindful of is what's going to do to your system. Um, As I mentioned in our last episode, the IT one is you need to be an expert knowing what your system does. So if a OS is upgrading or a firmware is upgrading, you need to know, okay, how does this affect my code? And before rolling that out, you should running into a sandbox and a development area and test. Make sure there is no bugs. I mean, I am not one for just rolling updates out blanket wide and then be like, see what breaks. You got a thorough test. You got to test everything and kind of throw the kitchen sink at it while you're in the testing. Even it's not going to be used that way. You never know what might break it um, And that's where you run into the Biggest of your problems I think most people They either just update blindly And then like oh no My is broken Or they don't want to update at all Because they hear horror stories Of other people who update blindly um, Do your homework Take your time Don't do it hastily Slow, Know what's going to break If anything
0: I think that's a great point. You, you and I were talking a little bit too about the whole idea of when you update an operating system, what happens to the, to the apps that you're running or the software that you have, and making sure that the, those key elements, those key applications that you depend on will continue to run. And while it's the responsibility of the software developer to keep up with a an operating system or a firmware update. It's also the responsibility of the user to know that they're not going to take down their system. And and this kind of goes into the IT world uh, with updating blindly, as you mentioned. So, so w- one other thing too that you know I think this has a lot of good tie-ins. Last last episode, you talked a little bit about um, the consumers and and how they're becoming more savvy and and they they're. they're trying things and doing things on their own one of the things that you can't control is when somebody's updating their byOD devices or uh, and and especially if you're using something like that for a control interface so so there are there are a lot of considerations to think about and there there may be some that that people just don't think of especially if you're not in this business
1: yeah and that's why I think as Programmers, we need to be out there and being beta and alpha testers of new OS is coming out and being out there in the front lines knowing what's coming along, because like you said, we can't control or what our end users are doing. If we're using a phone as our or even an iPad, say, as our control system and Apple, which Apple is famous for doing this, sends out an update that breaks that app, our users are calling us. And they're not calling Apple. So we need to be ahead of that game because our users are not going to be happy to go, hold on, let me figure out what just happened, and I'll get back to you in a month. They're not going to want to hear that. They want an answer immediately. They got the update. They want to fix it. So we need to be ahead of that game. Um, be aware of it, and I we can't be sitting there going, "Oh great, Apple sent out a new update," or "Oh great, Windows new update," or "Oh great, manufacturer Y updated uh, firmware." Because stop putting the blame on them for fixing their issue, uh Issues they might have. Yes, it may break something we did, but we need to be on top of our game as well. So they're fixing something. Now we need to fix something, and it's going to be a continue mouse and uh cat mouse game of always updating and patching. But I think now what I like to do here, Steve is ask you on a business end, where does that come? Now you spent time resource money to write something. And now, uh, say one of the manufacturers, why update their system and that whole program or driver module is broken. Do you fix it for free? Do you pay for it?
0: it, it, It's, it's been an ongoing challenge, quite honestly. And that's a really good question. Um, for, from my perspective, there are times where you have to keep something up and running and, and you, you have to, budget in to be able to make something work if it's still within the development time. But then there's also the whole idea of having some type of a support arrangement. And I think, again, this is where we are becoming more like IT, where where certain devices have to have a, a, a support mechanism that says that if we, something changes here, we have a way of making sure that we get it up and running quickly. And, and I think that, that, that that's, we're, it's a great sign of maturity of our industry, quite honestly. And I think that it's something that should be brought to light a lot more often than it is because it isn't a, a, an aspect that can be easily absorbed. And sometimes it causes a lot of changes to occur it's one thing if it's minor it's another thing if it's uh j- if if it requires uh significant revisions or or a uh something to really break
1: yeah. uh, great point there
0: that there's uh, there, there's there's so much to it i i i, I was going to point out i think you you had a couple of of really good takeaways you know on this one that that everybody um should, should be aware of, you know, one of them is, is that sandbox, uh, you know, I think that that's, uh, that that's really critical. And another one is being, uh, re- aware of the updates before they occur. And, and these, these are all some differences in the way we approach our software. And, and I think it's something that that needs to be thought of, maybe brought to the attention of more managers and owners and, and, uh, and And those who are overseeing programmers because it's not a not not really typically built into a project.
1: i I agree that a lot of projects I'm seeing are here's your face value, get it done, And they don't think about, okay, updating, maintaining, upgrading, uh, patching, all that stuff, the continuous work that needs to go into. Or systems, um, So definitely this is where us programmers can become valuable and need to be able to talk to our supervisors and bosses say, hey, yeah, it may cost me 10 hours of my time to write this program, but you also should budget five hours for additional maintaining and monitoring for updates and stuff.
0: I think, too, if you can make a case for it and show that if we do this preemptively, we're going to avoid a lot of headaches and a lot of our, our users being frustrated. And what's,
1: what's that going to save you? I agree. And I think a, a big tell with that was, I don't know about in your uh, realm, but I saw a lot of people talking about Flash and end of life of Flash. Adobe announced a year in advance when they were killing off flash and then flash died and everyone's like oh no what do I do and they started blaming Adobe sorry you had a year to fix your stuff that's on you not Adobe Um, actually I think it was longer I think it might have been two years.
0: And even when it went away, they still warned you for months afterward that this is really going away. No, this is really going away. It's yep. So, so they get they they had some extra leeway after the fact. That- yeah,
1: and I won't mention names, but in one of our channels, we got told. Oh well, someone mentioned that a one of their rep for a big manufacturer basically told them. Do not upgrade your operating systems Hmm. because of Flash. It's like, no, that's not how you respond. To me, that put a bad taste in my mouth for that manufacturer. (laughs)
0: And there's also a reason why flash is being, uh, deprecated too. So, oh that, yeah, you know, which, which could be a topic for another conversation. The, the last thing I wanted to point out and it kind of go, you know, goes with the, the key takeaways and I want, and I think that this is another good episode where I'd love to hear some feedback from the audience. I'm sure we've, we've, um, hit a chord with some people, um, but the key element in all of this is testing. Everything that you know, you have to have your sandbox, but you have to test. You have to test everything to make sure that something didn't break that you didn't that that was unexpected. So, and as you said, even though the release notes may talk about something that has nothing to do with where where what what your system is uh, focused on or shouldn't break anything on the surface. We really don't know what what other implications it could have.
1: Yeah, testing is I'm a big component for that. Even when I'm writing code, I'm always testing um, things here and there. And I think that is a key element of programmers is we got to be able to test, test in a control environment where we can scale it out to a production environment.
0: So that's probably a good place for us to wrap this one, but I think that there's a lot of good information. Um, If the audience wants to continue the conversation or learn more, uh, how can they reach you and and learn uh, about the things that you've been doing in the industry?
1: Um, So first, you can always reach me at AV underscore James King on Twitter. Um, LinkedIn is James King. I do write a monthly article for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine uh, IT and AV column. I'm on HEPMA board. So anything with HEPMA, you can reach me out there as well. Um, Just want to also take this time. If you haven't noticed already, it should be out or coming out soon that our HEPMA has their PRISM scholarship. So we had teamed up with uh, Avixa and we have 10 scholarship that are for underrepresented members in the AV community. The higher ed um and the scholarship basically gives them one year of avixa elite membership gives them a voucher for take the cts a mentor from hepma and i believe there's also a uh, cover trip to infocom one year and like i said we got 10 of those out there look for the applications they either are up now or coming out around the release of this uh, episode. So uh, definitely look for it. You know, anyone who might be interested, have them apply. So is that at hetma.org? Yeah, it should be at hetma.org. Um, once I, I'll i hit you up with the full URL once we have it out.
0: And that's H-E-T-M-A uh, for those that don't, aren't familiar.
1: Yep, hetma.org.
0: And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on most social platforms, um, most uh, active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Please connect with me there and look forward to hearing from you. And as we say uh, very often, um, James and I really would like to hear more from the audience. We are trying to keep the show relevant and fresh and want to Make sure that we're addressing the topics that uh, programmers and those that work with programmers want to hear more about. So please, uh, please let us know what those are and uh, be really nice if, especially during the holiday season, if you wouldn't mind sending us a review or a comment, and uh, we, we very much appreciate that and hopefully uh, also share an episode that, that really be a nice gift for us. And uh, with that said, this has been Ask the Programmer.